right, let's let's hit it. All right, welcome everybody to Keeping Up with Cash. It is your host, Cash Money Morgan. What is up, you guys? The school year has started. The grind is on. The apartments have been moved into, and the school year is ready to rock. So obviously, to get off on a great start. I had to interview the one, the only, Louis Shakes. Yes, sir. <laughs> How you feeling tonight, Louis? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Doing good? Yeah. We're, we're currently in Louis' new crib. Yeah. Just got MTV in my cribs. crib. <laughs> it was like, who wants to record in whose crib? <laughs> oh, I don't want to do it. Like, <laughs> his is way cuter than mine right now, though. So that's a vibe. No, just a wall. Just, just <laughs> two, a wall. Two walls. <laughs> the two walls, but they're like good looking walls. All right. Uh, Louis, so before we get into this, just kind of give us your bio, you know, where you're from, why you're in Springfield right now, you know, <laughs> so the people can know who you yeah. are. My name is Louis Shakes. I'm 24. I was born uh, right outside of Paris. And then all my family's obviously in France. I'm here in Springfield for hockey and school. It's going to be my third year here in Springfield. I played all over Canada and the U.S. and ended up in Springfield a couple of years ago. So here we are again. So how did you hear of MSU when you're in France? Like you just happened upon it on Google? Like what? <laughs> no. So basically I left France when I was 14 and then I played high school hockey in Canada then I moved to Toronto and then El Paso, Texas, Boston for three years while I was playing college. And then I transferred here because I had some buddies I played with in Texas. Hunter Cooley, Alex Rubin. Shout all these outs, guys. Shout yeah, outs. what's up, guys? <laughs> uh, all these guys, they, um, they were all playing here and I was looking for a new place to play. They were looking for players and it all worked out that way. So A vibe. Okay, so out of everywhere you've lived, what's the best one so far? What's your favorite spot? It's also different. You know, a lot of people ask me that, and I don't think I can pick a favorite because they were all my favorite, but in different ways. Okay, what's the worst spot? He's like, Springfield. (laughs) No, I actually love it here. People are like, oh my God, Springfield. I'm like, dude, it's awesome here. I don't know. All right, okay. Um, Worse. I don't don't think I got it worse. There's no spot that you're like, all right, okay, okay. Indifferent. All right. So Louis has a really cool, interesting story that if you're in Springfield, especially if you're in the hockey community, you know this guy, you know what he's up to. He's low-key blowing up, I would say. I mean, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, if you want to say that, you can't. I'm not going to say that. Okay. So can you kind of dig into your story a little bit? Yeah. So basically, when I was six years old, I was diagnosed with a really rare skin disease called toxic epidermal necrolysis. It's the highest branch of Steven Johnson syndrome, which had me burnt to the second degree on over 80% of my body. And then my organs, my lungs, like I was burning inside out. I had no more skin on my body. I was airlifted to the burnt unit in Paris. Did this happen when you were born? Well, no, when I was six. When you were I, six? Yeah. I, after a normal school day, I came home and I was super like tired, flu-like symptoms. My face was red, but... And I was confused because that day everybody was asking me if I was okay. If are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, dude, I'm like just normal school day. I'm tired, but and then at night I started getting super itchy. And then after a couple hours, my mom was like, okay, we need to go to the hospital. And then they didn't figure out what was going on. Sent me home, and then the next day I woke up and had blisters head to toes all over my body. And then my skin just started falling off and started burning literally inside out. Oh my gosh, was how painful? One to ten. I can when I think about the pain nowadays it's like it makes me feel numb like I'll never ever ever experience anything more painful than that it was was, I don't know it's it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's wild wild. (laughs) yeah and then 
when I transferred here two years ago, I was in a really good spot in my life, really happy. And I was like, you know what? How can I do more? I, why is it that I get to live my life the way I am, chasing my dreams, traveling all over North America, playing hockey? And there's people that are dealing with what I had to deal with and, and other things too. But in my in my life, it was like I was feeling some sort of survivor's guilt. And I was like, I can't live like that anymore. I, wow. I, I, I need to do something. And I was just skating around. When I moved here, all my buddies would like to go rollerblade around campus. And uh, I was just on my daily ride with my buddy Garrett. And I look at him. I'm like, dude, it'd be wild to skate across the country and he's like dude come on you can't you can't do that <laughs> he's like, I'm like bro come on bro like. He's, like, he's like you can't it'd be sick but you can't do that like no way and i didn't say anything i was like hmm all right and then i uh i was in the shower at home and i'm like dude like i can't get this thought of my head i i need to do this i really need to do this i don't know how but i need to do that and i was like well you need to find a reason why because you're not going to do it just to do it it wasn't one of those things where it's like, hey, look at me. I'm skating across the country. Right, like, yeah. I, you know, I needed to find a purpose for that. And then I was like, well, hello. <laughs> like, you survived the really rare <laughs> skin disease. Yeah, hello, bud. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And so, yeah, sure enough, uh, I was like, oh, you're onto something. And then one thing led to another. And here you are. Another journey's over. And back yeah. in Springfield, ready for school to start again. <laughs> so just to touch on your disease. So did you get over that when you were six years old? Or when did that kind of go away? Yeah. So the thing is, there's no cure for it. At least there wasn't then. Now there's more medical, like, you know, options out there. But um, for me, just went away one day. It started getting better. And then my recovery process was really long. Had to learn how to walk again. I was wow. supposed to be blind. Uh my skin was and still is very, very sensitive to the sun, which was a whole issue on this trip, which an issue that we managed really well. But um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, recovery process was probably about two, three years. I couldn't get my skin directly exposed to the sun for a long time. So if I went outside in the summer, I had to wear long sleeves and stuff. And so what was that like mentally growing up? Well, after some like that, you're really like, I mean, you're beat mentally, you know, like I was a very emotional kid like you would tell me no like for the smallest little thing and i take it so personal and i was like oh my god they're mad at me and i started yeah. crying and then i i got some help when i was younger my parents got me some help and you know i, I was going there every week and yeah i i realized that there was a lot of strength in what i faced and it was you know something that you learn to learn to understand and, and use for for your life and i'm now like looking back i i would never want to change my story i would i would want to go through this again you know like i don't want to feel that but like that was such a turning point in my life that hey dude like you you survived something pretty wild you yeah know? so what what else what what would be impossible for you to accomplish with your life because you've already done that you mm -hmm. know so like if that didn't stop you then why should something else and exactly then, and uh yeah just had to you know uh my goal when i was sick and when i was dying was to one day play hockey in north america and instead of when i was sick really focusing on what i was going through i was more so focused on how can i get to what i want to be accomplishing in my life and that allowed me to move from france on my own when i was 14 and Wow. Love, so yeah and then 
after got a shower thought and I turned into a reality. <laughs> so, yeah. I it, mean, it's pretty incredible to go through something like that at such a young age and then, you know, just keep chasing your dream and accomplishing what seems like the impossible. Yeah. yeah. yeah so let's get into mm-hmm. the dreams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in the shower. Yeah. You know, you're listening. To, I'm different. Yeah. I'm yeah. different. Like getting ready. Like, mm-hmm. okay, where are you at now? Now I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, like right now or back then? You so, mean, so you just had I, the idea to mm-hmm. skate across the yeah. country and, you know, they're like, no, you can't do it. You can't mm-hmm. do it. So then what happened? Uh, well, then I kept it to myself for a little bit because... I knew I was going to do that. I knew it. I knew it in my heart. I was. I had decided I was going to do it, and there was no other way around it. But how do you go about that? How do you get started? Like It's almost like a business, marketing yeah. thing. Like I have no experience in that, but I have a goal, and I want to do that. So I was like, okay, roll up your sleeves, cowboy. We're going. And then <laughs> I, uh, I looked online for the Stephen Johnson Foundation, which uh, the foundation they have here for the disease, and I tried calling him. And for three weeks, I'm trying to call him, but I'm not getting an answer. And I'm like, dude. America. Like, I'm, oh, I'm like, or your apartment <laughs> just, complex, just I don't know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> too so, soon. Yeah. Too, okay, keep going. <laughs> and so then I'm like, all right, well, I was like, if, if they're not, I, I'm going to call one more time. As long as I'm going to class, I'm like, I'm going to call one more time. If that's not, if they're not answering, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing that yeah. right now sure enough i call right it beeps it beeps it beeps that it all of a sudden hello and i'm like oh got real <laughs> it got so <laughs> real right there and i'm like oh man all right so then i tell him my story i tell him what i want to do and then she puts me in touch with the highest researcher in the field at Vanderbilt university okay the next day i'm on a phone call with dr phillips from Vanderbilt, and i'm telling her what i want to do and then she puts me in touch with all her team then a couple of weeks later, I'm on my friend's podcast, Dan. Um, and next thing you know, my friend here in town reaches out to me. She's like, I had no idea you went through this. Um, and I had no idea you wanted to do this. Because the thing was, before I hopped on this podcast call, I knew I needed to get it out in the world, my idea of skating across the country. But I, I didn't feel like I was ready or like, I don't know. I was always like kind of waiting for the right moment. And then, which there, never really comes, is something that I find never a good moment. <laughs> right so moment then to start something. My buddy Dan, he knew that I needed to get it out because he knew about it. He was the only person who knew about it, and um, he knew I just needed to to say it and you know just go for it. So at the end of our call, he's like, "So, uh, I know you've been preparing something pretty crazy. Do you want to share that with with our uh, listeners?" And I and then he just starts laughing on the Zoom call. And I'm like. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, and then I was like, well, you know what? Let's, let's just do it. And then I said, that was the first time I said it. And then a couple of weeks later, we released some videos. And so Melanie, my friend, she introduced me to Ryan, who's a movie producer in LA. And then I got a hold of Ryan. It was really persistent because he was really busy at the time. But I was like, no. Like, I So are you still in school and doing hockey at this time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, crazy. And I, back then it was still calm because I wasn't training for it yet. Right. And where's COVID at right now in that time of the story? COVID at is still here. I mean, it's Springfield, so there's no COVID here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was coming from France when I transferred from when I came from France from being there in the summer to here. I was like there's no code here like that's not a thing like okay all right we just don't be like we just don't pretend like it's a thing I was here. Like, all right, whatever and so 
Yeah, um, Ryan's producing his movie, but I'm calling him like, dude, I need to get a hold of you. Like, I need to talk to you. You need to hear this, blah, blah, blah. What do I need to do? And one morning on my way to class again, called him. It was 7 a.m. in LA. I didn't realize. So he wakes up. He's like, hello. I'm like, hey, it's Louie. What's <laughs> up? And then I told him, he's like, all right, well, make a video introducing your project, your idea, and then we'll go from there. So then that's what we did. And then got that to him. And uh, he was like, well, okay, this kid's actually serious. Yeah. Let's do it. So what is the matter of time here? Like from so, the calling the Vanderbilt lady so to that was in this Sept- guy? Yeah, that was in September, the phone call, Vanderbilt. Ryan was probably about, let's say, October. Okay. Okay, so what's happening fast? Late October, yeah. And then... Uh, met Ryan in St. Louis for his premiere. And then after that is when we started uh, ta- talking a little more about the project after Christmas. We started talking a bit about it more. And then after this summer, uh, this past summer, when I got back here in town, that's when things got serious. Uh, we'd have weekly calls and and stuff like that. It More again after Christmas. But um, between the two, like I... I remember I was just going in stores, like when I was visiting Boston, I was going in stores and I was like, hey, like, can I talk, can I talk to manager? <laughs> uh, right, yeah. And then I was like, hey, like, this is, I'm Louis Shakes. This is my story. This is what I want to do. Do you guys want to be a part of it? Yes. No. Okay, cool. Move on. I have a stack of like, maybe like three to 400 business cards like that. Wow. And then sometimes I'd get a manager's email and then every single one of these business cards I've sent an email to describing my story, seeing if they want to get involved. Like invest in... Or like be a sponsor or like yeah, something, you know, like I, I was like, whatever you think, I I just need help. I can't do this alone. So, wow. and I got a lot of no's, but I got some yeses and that's what you got to focus on. You know, I, I, I got um, TB12, I got all sorts of sponsors that... So are these, what are these sponsors, like hotel room food? Like what are they exactly paying for? Depends. Uh, some of them paid. Some of them were like product support. Like my supplements first form, I got I got all the supplements I needed. I mean, you clearly saw that. Yeah, he has uh, enough supplements <laughs> for like life. So. Um, what else? Roan gave me some clothing uh, for when I was skating and after. Um, Elixir is uh, like a CBD company for like, inflammation stuff i don't know putting on your muscles uh it's really helpful in my journey then uh ice skin is a skincare company in la they were giving me sunscreen wow and and also money to help us with gas and food because doing a journey like this costs money so we were really fortunate that we had some support um and yeah i mean it was it was pretty special to see people believe in your story and what you want to do and also bet on you because what happened from between here and New York, nobody could tell, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's 3000 miles. So, uh, a lot can happen every day is different. And, uh, yeah, people had to take a serious risk and, and I'm glad they did. And I hope they feel like that too. So, yeah. Okay. So you just got these sponsors and then what happened? So while these, some of these sponsors literally came like the last week, I got sponsors and, and stuff like my my producers worked really hard and got some sponsors literally like the day of the start and stuff wow. like rv too like we we i started skating we didn't have an rv yet because <laughs> i told my producer i was like hey like whether it goes through with you guys which i knew it would but i was like if you guys for some reason can or cannot get involved like i'm doing this yeah 
if I have to carry my backpack and my tent with me all across, I'm, I'm going to do it. That's not I said I would. Yeah. I, I said I would, and I was like, okay. So now, my pa- my previous semester was probably the hardest time. Well, the past year was hard, but the last spring semester was wild. I was in over 18 credits in school, Ugh. playing hockey, training for hockey, working, and also um, training for 10 for 10 for my journey. And I was training like six hours a day. So my days would start at like 4 or 4.30 and they would end at like 1.30 or 2.30 sometimes. And I would just... So what are you sleeping? <laughs> That's no other. I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, okay. But like, I was like, it was wild. And so this semester was so busy and so hard that I often said that during their journey. I'm skating across the country and I'm like, I feel like I'm on break right now. Like I don't have... Right. I don't have to go to the next meeting or the next class or yeah. the next this. I can just be there all day. Right. It's because you're doing something you love. Even I, yeah. with podcast stuff or whatever, this does not feel like yeah. work. This feels like fun, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know? And But it is work. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It was definitely work. Yeah. But like even like the preparation, I loved it, but it was just so like... like Draining. Consuming. I mean, you know, you're preparing for something big. You get your name on the line, like... Because at the end of the day, like, I had to take the risk of being like, hey, you know, like, if I don't make it, it's my name attached to this. Like, anybody yeah. involved, even though they're around, like, they're going to be able to detach, detach themselves from it. I can't. My name is stuck with this failure. So I have yeah. to live it through. And I never had a doubt that I wasn't going to make it just because I knew how hard I prepared and why I was doing it. And I think the purpose was bigger than any training I could have done. I mean, obviously. I That's good. I could have never done it without the training I did, but uh, the purpose and the why and, and, you know, that that was bigger than anything for sure. Do you have like a training coach or anything or are you just... Yes, you're... my friend Dan, that was, I was on his podcast, he's my trainer uh, and he he helped me the whole way to build this training plan and then help me prepare for it. Shout so, out Dan, not yeah, all heroes wear capes. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> they were rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there. I put those away for a couple. Of weeks. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, so then, how did like how did you get to the start? Then you know what all this happened. You mm-hmm. have the sponsors. Everything's ready to go. Yeah. So before the journey, we went to St. Louis. We flew a week early to LA because that was like the last thing as I want is to fly in the day before and my legs are dead and I'm tired. So yeah, flew in a week early. I stayed with my producer Ryan, and then um, we were just working. We we're trying to find find sponsors and meetings and events and stuff like that all week and it worked um and then june 1st you're not in school at this time or you took off school was over like literally like school ended the day after that i packed my apartment because i didn't even have time to move my stuff on my own apartment packed everything and then i was off to la that same day oh my gosh i was off to la and like how do you pack for a trip across the country you don't know how long it's going to take you what are you going to be wearing? You're going to be skating the whole day. You don't know. Like, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I need to bring, what I need to leave behind. Hop on a flight to St. Uh, no, actually go to St. Louis. The next morning we had um, an interview. Uh, it's called Show Me St. Louis. Uh, it's a TV show there. 
Went to that, and then straight from there, we flew. It was the first time I was flying in a suit. It's so uncomfortable. Don't recommend. In a suit? Don't recommend. Okay, pop off. Pop yeah, off. Don't you recommend. You girls in the airport like, oh, my, this <laughs> man, <laughs> the tension. I was like, stop. I'm hot. I want to take this off. Stop. <laughs> no, but. Where's uh, Kim K at? Like? <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, where are my joggers? Come on, man. <laughs> and so, got to LA and then worked that whole week. So uh, what was the plan here? Like you guys had an RV going with you too? Or are you going to just... Well, so Ryan lived in, uh, lives in LA. Okay. So we got there and then we're trying to find an, an RV. But with, you know, COVID and all that stuff, it's like, it's hard to find because a lot of people are traveling. It's summertime. Right. Times are different. And so basically I started at 6. Well, I woke up at 4 a.m. there on the June 1st. I couldn't sleep. So I was like, I'm just going to go there. <laughs> yeah uh and i just hung out at the beach for a while because you know you work for something for so long and then you're there and it's like whoa yeah like that was such a special feeling i mean it was wild and so i in the morning of i get there a couple hours early i'm having breakfast i'm stretching i'm sitting there whatever and then 8 a.m hits and uh it was time to go so dan and mike the videographer were there and then Ryan and Jen, the producers, they're on their way to pick up the RV. They're driving back to Ryan's to leave the car there. And then I'm skating. So then I have the support van follow me that Dan and Mike are driving. And then Jen and Ryan are now driving the RV. And then we met up later down the road. And the first night, we didn't really know how to operate an RV. We didn't know where to put it. And that we slept our first night in the Walmart parking lot. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I put on my store. I'm like, guys, where can we can, can where can we park an RV at night? I don't, we don't know. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, I'll go to Walmart. Go to Walmart. And yeah. Sure enough. I actually have seen quite a few RVs at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. So both of those cars followed you the whole time, right? The RV. Well, the and RV. The car. So the RV would go meet me halfway during the day, and then at night at the campground, and then the support van would go ahead of me every 10, 15 miles. And then I'd meet them, get a protein shake, a snack, water, and then rest for a little bit and then go again and then again and then again. So my team stopped every 10, 15 miles to go across the country. Wow. <laughs> well, almost every time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, tell me about the journey itself. What what was like the hardest spot? You know, how were your legs halfway yeah. through? What was going through your mind? Can you listen to, yeah. you know, what were you listening to? Like, I don't <laughs> Yeah, so... He's like, Drake, the whole way, you know... The the one thing, no. <laughs> so, basically, I mean, f for all, all the tea and the details, there's a lot of things I'm not going to tell you because I want you to enjoy the documentary as much as okay. you will. Okay, all right. Um, From Rosie, you know, let us know. Dude, what is it it's going to be like... And, and it sucks for me because I'm like, dude, there's so many things I want to tell you. Yeah. Uh, but... Arizona was wild because 116 degrees. Mm -hmm. I'm literally hallucinating out there. Like I'm skating and I'm like, it's so hot. I'm just like, that's some, I remember I, I turn around and I see like a semi right there. And then I'm like, it seems really close. And I look again and there's literally no one. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's hot when you start seeing semi trucks right behind you. Yeah. And then, um, what else? I mean, the mountains in Flagstaff were pretty wild. Uh, so you're just skating on the road. Oh, yeah. Like highways. Uh, you name it. I, so are I, you supposed to be on the sidewalk in any of those situations? Well, or the like, thing is... He's like, remember when that traffic jam happened like that one time? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> well, there was traffic jams that were faster than cars then. But yeah. like, 
the thing is, America, the sidewalks are not the best. Right. I mean, you've all noticed that. In, even here in Springfield, it's yeah. like, oh, dude. So, and plus, it was too slow for me to be on the sidewalk. So, I had to be on the road at all times. And So, the uh, highway? How did that work? I was on the shoulder. Okay. But sometimes the shoulder goes away. Or yeah. Like, there's no shoulder. There's debris on the shoulder. So, like... It would, it would already be hard to walk on there. So imagine having wheels attached to your feet and it's like there's pieces of tire, glass. I mean, you see it all out there. Like I've seen some pretty wild things. The, the thing I've seen the most on the side of the highway and it's so random, onions. There's, what? I have seen so That's many. That's so disrespectful to onions. Like, Dude. <laughs> onions are great. Like onions, what? Onions everywhere on the highway. I'm like, why? <laughs> like... I, that's so weird. Yeah, after tires, that was onions. <laughs> weird. I was so confused. Onions uh, deserve better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, and people are people are so brutal on the road. Oh, like yeah. They're like, I've met amazing people when I wasn't skating. <laughs> right. But as soon as I was on the road, people were terrible. Like, throwing like frozen water bottles at me. Like, I don't know, like. So was it dangerous for you to skate on the highway? Like, were there oh, a bunch yeah, of cars? Yeah. Well, imagine like you're... So sometimes the shoulder was pretty big, but sometimes it really wasn't. So yeah. imagine you're... I basically... At, it sounds really dark. It's not that dark, but like... I had to be okay with losing my life doing this. Because yeah. I was like... When I get stressed, when I get scared, like that's when it makes it way harder and i was right. some, one day i was like dude like you're here anyways so like you can either worry about it and and you're not going forward you're gonna fail or whatever and or you just accept what you're doing and and that's it and you just let go and you just accept it and i was like you know what and i was like well the good thing is i can't see the cars coming so if something was to happen i it would just happen <laughs> like it I'm really not would just happen it. i'm not gonna worry know? about it yeah so like, i remember i'm in new mexico and i'm skating first i had to jump over a rattlesnake that was i thought it was dead but he was pretty alive so i had to jump Ugh, over my it biggest fear gross uh i went to take a photo but I, I didn't feel too safe out there so You're i was right. like yeah you know what the photo is not that important right now yeah so i hop over a rattlesnake and then i hear the rumble strips and i'm like here we go and i look and there's a truck just swerving in the shoulder but when i tell you that he was close he was like less than half a football field think he was like texting and driving or what or falling asleep i oh. saw a lot of truck drivers fall asleep and that's why it was scary because i'm like dude like all it takes is for you to go like two feet that way and i'm i'm done yeah okay. yeah and and it happened a lot of times where i was like okay like this guy like they're already close but this guy was really close and so swerves and then last minute just like swerves back out and he's like sorry i'm like sorry yeah i'm sorry dude sorry like, donate. Just, yeah like at least donate or something yeah, like, what? You know? but uh that and yeah i mean so tell us all the states that you went into yes. and there's i you know there's like a lot of there's a, the top line we're looking at a map right now he's got a map on his wall the top line mm -hmm. bottom line a connector so yeah. kind of tell us start and the states you went through stop all that so all that this was from prior to the journey uh, i like to like visualize things a lot so for me it was easy if i had a rough idea where i was going to go through the funny part is i didn't really do any uh, well it's n none of these are the exact right i took because yeah. i was from prior mm -hmm. uh the closest one to what i did is the bottom one okay 
so I went from California to Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio. Um, I think after Ohio, there was West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What was, was the hardest state? I mean, was it Arizona? Mm, Arizona with the heat, but the real test was Pennsylvania because it was the longest one and the elevation there was insane. My mm. trip was 2,902 miles, 0.41 miles, sorry. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Get it right. Get it right. Yeah, ah! I skated them. Yeah, so. he's like, every mile counted. <laughs> yeah. like. And then it was 132,000 872 feet i think Ooh. of elevation how many oh dang that's crazy to put in perspective I, that's like because when you say that to me hey i don't work in feet so i don't know what it means right but yeah mount everest is twenty nine thousand feet so i did four and a half mount everest in 45 days on rollerblades wow which was crazy <laughs> guys we're gonna yeah, Let's go. yeah. <laughs> i saw it coming i know you saw it so um did you just fly home when you were done then? No. So then we drove back to St. Louis and then we went to Nashville for a couple of days. An RV, little road trip. So we brought the RV and the support van. Then the guy that rented us the RV came and picked it up from St. Louis. And then uh, we still had the minivan as of three days ago. Wow. Yeah. So. So to backtrack a little bit, how did you mentally prepare for something like this before it started? Like whether it be family or mm-hmm. just by yourself, yeah. like how, how do you get ready to do a journey like that? Um, I think it's just, uh, to me, it felt like I was always ready. I just never believed I was or thought I could, if that makes sense. Like I, I never had a doubt I could accomplish this, but in my life, I had never came up with the idea. I had never. That's why it came as a shower thought because. Right. Never the best in my thoughts life, happen in the shower, man, or in a dream. Like I know, like literally. never, never in my life did I think of doing this, and then one day it showed up, and I just felt like I could do this. Yeah. And had no doubt, and so, for me, I was like, if I can make my life a little more challenging every day, then when I'm gonna be out there, it's gonna be much easier. And now I sit there, and I'm like, okay, well my semester was harder than the journey because it really was yeah. because of how prepared I was. And I was, I was getting a lot of confidence too from my training and my preparation for this because of how serious I was taking it. Cause I knew that when it was going to get hard, I was going to look back at every single time I didn't, uh, or could have done better or didn't make the right decision in terms of my preparation. So, you know, a lot of people were like, Oh, why don't you go out just one night and this and that. But I knew that that one night, I would hold on to it when I'd be having a hard time. That's good. And so I was like, you know what? Leave no doubt and be all in. And that's what I did. And it really works out for itself. You know, it's it's cool to see one little idea turn into like... That's, a dr- I, your still, dream in yeah. real life. Yeah. yeah, I really haven't processed it at all. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm just confused. I'm like... Is this First, real? Yeah. I, I've, I haven't really been been in Springfield without this idea and this thing to work towards. So now what is life without my project ahead of me right now? Um, what, what, you know, so. I think it's important to keep dreaming. Mm-hmm. And even like, even with my own podcast stuff, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to do this this year. But what's the next, even like in life, your career, yeah. what's the next challenge? What's the next way you can impact people? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you've started something big well, what's the next thing, you know? Yeah. And, and it's funny, as and a lot of people ask me, so what's next, what's next? 
Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm asking myself the same thing. Like, what's next? And so I got to Times Square. Moment I had dreamed about. You had a Carrie Bradshaw moment. Dude, well, I know. was dreaming about that moment for so long. Was it amazing? I've not been to New York yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, it's... But I got a work trip soon, yeah. so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So all my, for those past two years, I'm picturing this moment when I'm training, when it's hard. And so the last five minutes of the ride, I'm like, oh, like, it's getting pretty close to be done. Like, do we, do you really want this to be over? Like, so I was going super slow. I was oh taking my, my time. God, I'm like, I'm like in New York, I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, wow, this is pretty crazy. And then I get to Times Square and it's packed, like packed of people. So they, my team had told me where they were going to be and they were waiting for me with a little finish line thing to cross. And and I got there and I mean, I was running on three days without sleep because I had to skate. I skated like over 250 miles in two and a half days. How do you stay awake? And you're not are you drinking you're not drinking coffee? I, you're not doing that while you're skating? I t- listen, at that point it was nothing else mattered but getting there. I skated through the night twice. So I actually Red Bulls like nothing monsters, no. Monsters pre-workout okay. but like I I would take breaks but they were like 2-hour breaks or an hour breaks but yeah. they were never like a night of sleep. So I skated a full day. I slept a couple hours, skated a full day again, skated all the way through the night and then through the morning, took a couple hours, skated all the way through the day, through the night, and then I finished in Times Square. Wow. And ugh, it was crazy. And so I got to Times Square and I mean, my parents flew from France to be there. That's and so cool. It was just like the perfect little scenario, but it was so perfect that I was like, I, it was like blank. I was in shock almost that I was there and it was over. So I remember crossing that. And for a second, I look around and I'm like, so like what what now? Like tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow I'm waking up. I don't have to put my skates on. Some people. So I've, I've been in situations or some people too. It's like when you do something so awesome, you almost hit a depression afterward because you're like, well, nothing's going to top that feeling, yeah. that moment. And I think it's hard to bounce back, but you just got to keep reminding yourself, like, yeah. there's going to be more moments. This yeah. is just the beginning, you know? And a lot of people talk to me about that. And the thing, I was getting frustrated because I was already aware of that because, you know, that, that was part of my preparation. To, yeah. And so a lot of people, my family, especially my parents, were like, okay, like, don't, like, you're going to get depressed, blah, blah, you're going to be careful, blah, blah, you're going to be depressed. But the thing was, I was aware of that. And I was just waiting to have some sort of feelings like that to just be able to, like, karate chop them away, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was ready for you. I saw you coming, like, get away. Yeah. And the thing was, people were talking about it so much to me that it was almost scary because I'm like, well, like, stop. Like, you, you guys are like, like they're almost, speaking into existence. You're all, yeah. That, because I learned one thing. If I learn one thing on this journey, is that you, everything we, anyways, we'll talk about it. Okay. But like, <laughs> He's like, that's chapter two. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's something else. <laughs> but like, I was like, it's like you guys are putting it into my brain. I'm not feeling like that right now. Yeah. So I'm going to be right now. And then tomorrow, I probably won't feel like that either. And, you know, it. it's not like I feel like that all day. It's just like, coming back to normal life and you know with the school and everything like it's uh i'm trying to you're good you're good do your thing do your thing um (laughs) i'm trying to like figure out you know what i'm where i'm at what i accomplished too because you know when 
it's hard like what's a world record you know like when you like we accomplish a world record and it's like okay but like when you really think what does it mean how do you process that you know so yeah like you just did something incredible how do you go back to you know working in eight to five or taking you know going back to class like which, it's kind of weird you know yeah yeah and which i was excited about you know like i'm excited to be going back to school but it's just like reorganizing your life and kind of almost letting all the chips fall and be like okay this is where i'm at right now but the thing is some chips are still up there like my journey i, I don't there's moments i don't even remember and then sometimes i look at a photo and i'm like oh like it unlocks so many memories yeah. so yeah it's just being patient and you know giving myself some grace and not being too hard on myself but also there's like a fine line right now of not being too hard on yourself and really just getting back to work so i'm excited for school to start and training and hockey and you know it all all starts again so it'll be good yeah y'all gotta go uh if you're in the springfield area you gotta pull up to <laughs> yeah. msu bears and yeah. cheer on louis that's right so what would you say was your biggest like learning takeaway from this journey and everything that came with it whether it be you know getting sponsors getting prepared or just the journey itself yeah um for me it was a lot of people say they want to do certain things or you know, they tell you, hey, I want to do this with my life. When I'm going to do this for a job and this and that. And I'm like, okay, all right. You want to accomplish all these things and that's amazing. You're aware of that. You want to do that. And then you take a couple steps away and then you just watch. And everything that they want to accomplish is the opposite of how they're living. And it's fine. It's okay. But it's just sad because we all have so much potential and that's another, yes, I, want, I did this journey for the awareness and stuff, but I also want to show people that when you have an idea and you, you're relentless and you work and you're humble and you're patient and you stick with it, then you can get a lot done. So, um, yeah, like for me, it was really just showing people that you can accomplish yeah. way more than we think. And, and that little voice like that was telling me I'm tired. Oh, can you can you actually skate across the country early on or it was just a voice yeah like when your mind's checked when my mind was checked out out there my body was still able to put a foot forward and keep going and that's really what i want to show people is that like hey if you have an idea and you want to do something then then do it because it's your life and you know i came close from losing my life and i just think it's sad that it's what it takes too often for people to realize that whoa i gotta do something yeah it sucks like i i'm like i want to use my story for people to be like okay well I didn't go through this. I didn't almost die. I went through other things, but like, hey, life is precious. I need to do something. And so that was the main thing for me. Um, and other things I realized through this journey is that we speak everything into existence. Like during our days, we talk, we talk, we talk to talk and we put a lot of words out there, but we don't really pay attention to what we say. Yeah. And then out there, I wasn't, I didn't listen to music at all. The entire way? No music. Oh my gosh. I can't even For, get through my job without listening to something. I'm like, what? I didn't listen to music for safety reasons for traffic. Yeah, that but makes also, sense. Also, because when I was in skating as fast as the beat, it was really discouraging. So mm. I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm going so slow, even though I wasn't. But like, yeah. the music's going, going, going. And so you talk to yourself then? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do to too. Myself, well, I do too, yeah. Talk to myself. And I also wanted to hear all my thoughts from the highest of the highest to the lowest of the lows and it was cool to see how fast my emotions would change out there like i could go from like being so happy and the next checkpoint my team would be like i was pissed off at everything yeah 
And then 10 minutes later, I was fine. And so every time I went through these moments, it was cool because I, I was able to build momentum. Okay, well, like you just went through something hard, but you did it. You did it. You did it. And so, yeah, like we speak everything into existence. I remember my buddy Joe, uh, he rode across America on his bike last summer. And he joined me for the journey for a day with his buddies. And um, we're just, him and I were just on the road together talking. And for me to feel understood, it I needed somebody that could understand yeah. what I was feeling. Someone, someone that had been in my shoes, even though our journeys were very different. Because right. he was on a bike, I was on skates, different route, different reasons. But he could, we're also very similar. And so yeah. it was like... We talked about how we speak everything into existence, the wind. We were talking there and I'm like, dude, like not once has the wind pushed me away from traffic. Not once. Literally 30 minutes later. The wind is so strong, I can barely stand up and it's like going from the left side. And it hadn't happened in like 25 days. Like, And then I kept saying to my team after like, guys, like be careful what you talk about or what you ask for because it will happen. Like... Albuquerque it barely ever rains there my whole team oh you know it's not gonna rain anytime soon next 45 minutes later I put my (laughs) skates on I'm going up this giant mountain and there's like thunder lightning rain for like two days it was crazy you just kept skating in it or what yeah yeah I didn't take a single day off across I just skated every day so how, how much money did you guys raise? Do you have that? On? Yeah. So we raised for the journey because obviously that journey, you know, we, in order to raise more money for the cause, we needed to accomplish the journey. Without the funds and with without raising funds for it, we could have never mm-hmm. created a documentary and all that. So um, for the journey, I think we raised between thirty to 40000 Wow. To pay for the RV, the food, the gas. And then for the cause, I think around $10,000 which is great. Yeah. Um, but then the cool thing is because we created a do- we're creating a documentary that will come out in a year or two years, depending on the funding and, and all that, um, then a percentage of this documentary will constantly be given to the foundation I raised money amazing. for. For the life of the movie. I'm also going to be linking the yeah. website and everything too. So if you go to the bottom of the episode, you can also donate as well. You know, yeah, keeping up with cash that. cares. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> That's funny. Man, so I guess what do you have now for you? I mean, obviously hockey and school and everything, mm-hmm. but I guess dream goal wise. Yeah. Is there anything besides the documentary? Is there anything kind of that you is you know you had any shower thoughts lately that you're like hmm this could be kind of the next move yeah i mean you know just slowly coming back to i have like short-term goals you know like being settled going back to school uh i mean as of a week ago it was to find a place found a place yeah we're Uh, in the place what's up we're in the place Uh, yeah and then yeah i want to play pro hockey so that's definitely one of my goals and um i feel like once i focus on all those things and they start taking care of it their own then you know one day i'm gonna wake up another shower thought and yeah we'll be like hey let's do it but I, i've i've been doing some thinking so i'm, I'm Very, coming up with a couple just you things. know stay on his chain like yeah, he's got know, things well, going on that was that was good but what did you eat on the trip <laughs> like caesar salads only <laughs> oh steak on fridays so <laughs> what how many calories do you think I was burning a day? 
I don't even want to know. I don't tons. <laughs> I have no idea. So, um, I started the first week. My nutrition for my training was perfect. Like calculated to the gram. Like I wanted everything to be perfect, almost psychotic. But <laughs> the first two weeks of the journey, well, the first week of the journey was like this. I was eating all my meal prep, my meals, rice, chicken, broccoli, guac, whatever. And then I realized I'm like, dude, like I cannot physically eat this amount of food every day. Yeah. Because I was burning anywhere from eight to ten, sometimes twelve thousand calories a day. I lost twenty five pounds in forty five days. Um and so basically I had to meet my calories. So I was just eating fast food, milkshakes, protein Dang. shakes, like yeah. And that didn't make you feel awful? No, because I was burning so much and, you know, calories are calorie. I had to... And he goes to the bathroom and, like, after I did, Taco I, Bell? You know what? I didn't have a problem like that at really? all. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, we're talking about it the other day when my producers were like, dude, the way you were eating, I just had to eat, like, yeah. anything and everything that was thrown at me and, yeah, did just fine, so... That's cool. Out, there you go. Shout out to McDonald's, Burger King, yeah. Wendy's. I can't... I, can do all the reviews now about the fast yeah. food place I, I know it all i know i've tried them Those all are the next sponsorships honestly <laughs> i can't eat fast food now i'm immune to it for i'm good yeah so what's your love life like i have to ask because you know i'm a girly pop you know yeah, and i don't funny. i don't have any reality tv right now yeah so i mean obviously you went on this so how long did that even take in total 45 days 45 days okay and i guess now you're back and then you kind of don't know what you're gonna do next so where is you know just right where he was when i left off oh, you know yeah. it's just i mean like in the streets or <laughs> i mean you were in the streets so. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pointing was. to the map i'm pointing to the map i was like wait was yeah. i <laughs> no, no. um yeah i mean it's one of those things where like especially at that stage in my life you know i'm in college and obviously with hockey we're a little older when we get in school yeah i'm gonna be 25 in october super senior like so <laughs> sometimes for me it's hard to like I'm, i've always been friends with older people like my my buddy dan is like two three years older than me yeah and like i don't know just and and sometimes I have, a, I have a hard time finding myself and like people around me here yeah. because yeah like partying is fun and all that you know i'm the first one to enjoy a good party or cool but it bar, gets old but, real quick but i'm like dude like i get a life to live like i'm not yeah. gonna this would have gone down at boogie you know right <laughs> like, no literally um so i was like i want more for myself and it's hard for me sometimes to to, to find that in someone and um and i mean also because i'm i'm never at the same place you know yeah. i'm from france and then now I'm in Springfield for six months that I know of, but then six months, what happens? I, mm -hmm. I move again, and I don't know where, and I don't know where. So in that sense, it's hard for me to build like a, a relationship or anything of that because not that I wouldn't want to, but... Right. And I don't know. I, I guess, you know, it's like, it's also like, okay, well, what's love supposed to feel like? You know, like we're getting really into this, but like... <laughs> You know oh, what shoot, I know, but you bro. know what you know what I mean. Like if I ask you that, well, how would you answer that? You don't know. Shoot, well, I know like my you know love like God's love, my parents' love. Yeah, but shoot, that, I don't that, know that, yeah. the love that I thought I felt. Like yeah, exa exactly. Exactly. So, so that's what I'm saying. I just feel like I know pain really well. Like, oh, oh, who hurt you? <laughs> no, but you know. So like 
I try not to put too much thought into this and then just... What would be the ideal age to, like, get married and settle down and, like, maybe start having kids, you think? Oh, there's an age for that? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I think for me, like, I think I would be ready to have kids at, like, 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, again, I, I, I think it's, like, very situational, if yeah. that's the word. Like, yeah. you know, I... If it was with the right person, if I'd been with the right person for a couple of years, like I, I'd be fine doing this now, but like I haven't. So it's like, yeah. okay, well now when is that going to, and then you see all sorts of things happen around you. Like this person's four years younger than me and they got four kids in a house. I know, it's and crazy, then this person's man. five years older than me and, and they, they haven't figured it out. They don't and have it's a fine. job. It's, like- you know, it's cool. <laughs> so, but it's hard not to base yourself off people around you. And, yeah. and that's something I've kind of gotten better at when I'm like, you know what? everything happens the way it should and i just let the chip fall where where it falls and we'll see but yeah yeah i'm not one to to just get into something to get into something no i'm the same way i'm like i if if anyone's gonna waste my own time it's gonna be me i'm not trying to have anyone else waste my time exactly and it's like you know what like relationships are supposed to be something that 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 bring a good side out of you but i'm like you know what until i really find that then i'm gonna keep doing this like i'm gonna keep bringing that side of myself on my own as you should and so yeah i mean you know i'm i'm not worried about it and i'm not not out there like yeah go louis (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm not trying to laugh at you so yeah i mean Whatever happens, all right, happens, all I right. Guess. He's vibed up. He's just chilling, yeah. just like the rest of us, you know, <laughs> out here. Okay, so as we're wrapping up, uh, what piece of advice would you give to someone who maybe is on the brink of wanting to do, you know, something, or just piece of advice for anyone yeah. based on this incredible journey and every knowledge and piece of information you have now? Get started. Take that first step. You know, like I, I had to, and I did, and one step takes you to another one another one and then you look back and you already run a marathon and then you keep going and it's like i'm across (laughs) the country now so it's just like get started and nobody else is going to do it for you yeah if you there's never going to be a right time there's never going to be a right time so stop wasting your time and nike just do it literally literally (laughs) it's like we're we get in our own way so much more than we realize and that's like it, it drove me crazy when I realized I was like, dude, all this time you've wasted just because you were listening to yourself too much right. and you're thinking about it. And the haters. Did you have a lot it. of haters? You have a lot of people who were like dissing you on social media or in real life or anything? <laughs> I, won't, I won't bring out the names. Uh, oh, well, I gosh, I wasn't hoping. <laughs> I'm not I, trying to get canceled, bro. <laughs> I didn't have that many, no. Uh, but again, I, I used negative like... Um, motivation a lot you know like a good tap on the back is always nice but it's yeah. not what fires me up he's like, like printing off your negative tweets and like hanging it on like the you know the weights in the gym and like just going I, well, off you say that on my ipad i cropped all these people's faces and what they said and i had it printed yeah so she said she's called me out but no i i'm just that guy i just had a feeling i, I forgive i don't forget and it's one of those things where like okay well you say i can't do it i'm gonna do it twice yeah you know Boom. and um one of i don't know some former teammates or whatnot used to come out where you're gonna do it and and again i hate talking about this because it's not like they're not that important, but I'm just, right. I don't want to, you know, give them the time no, of the day. No, but, um, no. 
people. But stuff like that, it does hurt, you know. But I'm like, I'm like, oh, all right, cool, man. So then, like, when you're skating and it's hard, yeah, you think about the good things, but I'm like, you get a whole lot of people to prove wrong, and and that's that fires me up, and that feeling of accomplishment. And then you uh, finish it, and then everyone reaches back out to you. How does that make you feel? Oh my, that's like crazy. I had people be like, I'm so glad I was like sending you messages the whole way. I'm like, dude, we haven't spoken in like right years. Are people like hitting you up now that you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, you have to be so careful with, you know, people like taking advantage or who you can trust because you never know people's intentions when you start like doing stuff for yourself and really like starting to get some action. And, And the thing is, like, I do everything out of like a good place in my heart, you know, like, I. Give everybody a chance and benefit of the doubt, you know. But yeah, it's wild. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, dude, where were you when I was yeah. sleeping three hours every night because I was grinding every day and I couldn't go out or couldn't hang out or yeah. It. it was, it was like all upsetting back then. And now I've done all this stuff. It's like, oh yeah, like I always knew you could do it. And I'm like, no, get out of here. Yeah, you know? like yeah. I don't even say that. I'm just like, whatever. Thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks. Scene. Thanks. Scene scene appreciate you thanks <laughs> left oh, on red so nice with the worst la- smiling emoji you're like dude what's the up down the upside down smile emoji you like yeah the, uh-huh. <laughs> oh man well louis killing it so obviously if you listen to my show you know that i like to end the show with the same three questions favorite song favorite quote and what do you want your legacy to be oh shit favorite uh, song la, la, la. Uh, we're gonna be a little spicy a little song. spicy okay <laughs> uh plume by nick Foop okay french rapper uh he's better than eminem if you guys could oh, understand french. saying a lot of words here i'm saying it i said it i said it i said very it very controversial uh, uh, yeah i've got a lot of heat from that one i'm like dude you guys can't understand french so leave me alone uh and then favorite quote it's actually a poem it's right here um, all right yeah read it pop off all of it well, no, I mean, no. just do you, whatever is your favorite okay. part. I'll just read the my favorite part. So it's called yeah. Invictus by William Ernest Enley. And it ends with, uh, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. And that's really motivational for you. Yeah, it just goes back to nobody's going to do it for you but yourself. So you can sit there and just hope it happens or you can... Yeah get started and make it happen love it so love it yeah. all right so what do you want people to remember you as what's your legacy mm, that's such a good question it's thank so you i know i asked it <laughs> mm, i want to be remembered for somebody who's selfless and uh who just you know tries to be a part of something bigger than himself amazing yeah amazing have you been able to physically see people impacted by what you oh did oh my god it was that's what made this whole journey incredible a lot of people would come up to me and be like thank you so much thank you for doing this thank you for letting me be a part of this and i'm like no it's the other way around yeah have you met anyone with the same skin disease uh i did i did uh meet i did meet somebody here before the journey started then a lot of them reached out online very cool but then i met some people with similar things or completely different and just like cry in my arms and be like, you're, you're changing my life. That's amazing. Uh, I, we met this, oh my God. We met this uh, after my hardest day of the journey when it was 116. I only skated 30 miles that day. And we get to the hotel and I'm really down. I'm upset. I didn't skate that well. And 
this lady at the hotel, uh, we tell her what we're doing and stuff. And then we start talking and her son has a really similar condition to what I have or had. And uh, we start talking, we start talking, we share stories. And then I tell her how important it is that she's there and being supportive and, and there for her son. Because my mom was. I mean, I have photos of her all over mm-hmm. my <laughs> But like, uh, and then she just looks at me and she's like, you give me hope that my son will be strong one day and that he'll be able to to live a good life and, and impact others too. And, that's amazing. Oh, I'm and, and you know, in these moments, in these moments you feel alive. I f- a lot of crazy signs happen on the road too. And it's like, even if I, when I tell those things to people, they're like, how? Like, come on. Yeah. But you literally couldn't make it up. And so, yeah, it was just very special. A lot of times I was reminded of why I was doing this. I never forgot, but it was like amplified it in me. Mm-hmm. And, also, it always showed me that I was right where I was supposed to be. And That's that amazing. was really rewarding. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Louis, of for coming course. on the pod. Is there anything you want to plug right now? I mean, obviously the documentary. Yeah, I mean, everything's on my Instagram at Louis Shakes. Yeah, we'll uh, have it linked at the bottom of the episode as well. And I appreciate that. Oh, and God. then uh, <laughs> everything is in my bio on my link tree. There's the fundraiser for the disease for Vanderbilt. There's the fundraiser for the documentary. Looking for sponsors, investors uh and then yeah just check it out and then a lot of the journey is posted on my on my page as well so all the cool updates little videos we made and uh stay tuned for what's next very cool very cool (laughs) and tell my listeners love you guys for sure obviously the school year is starting and if you know me you know that I skipped a lot of I skipped a lot of classes in college, and so you need to not do that. <laughs> take, <laughs> Please don't take all your classes seriously. Take advantage of all your school professors. I mean, I'm saying like not take advantage of them, but I'm saying take advantage of their knowledge, of their wisdom, of their advice. I'm so blessed to be able to have so many great mentors and professors that I can go to for. Hey, I have a question. Hey, I'm not like. Can you help me with this? Like literally network the heck out of college or high school or whatever because you never know where those connections are going to be and also if you want to start your own podcast go to the bottom of my episode and use my affiliate link and you can go ahead and get started all right thanks guys for listening love you guys so much have the best week bye bye